Welcome to Baseball Season and the DC Beer Show, everyone. We are at DC Beer across social media. Mike Stein, what's in your Stein? Well, tonight I'm drinking one part hydrogen, two parts oxygen. It's H2O, the drink that you can't make beer without. But uh, yeah, no, I am drinking water because my blood sugar is a little high. But before that, earlier... This evening, I was having a wonderful sour from Crooked Stave, uh, Petit Sour, which uh, Petit Sour Blueberry, uh, which they described as a wild ale aged in oak barrels with Washington blueberries. It was a lot of wild ale and a lot of oak barrels and a little bit of Washington blueberries. But because the beer was like finely hued pink and not bright red, like cherry colored like purple syrupy you knew that it was the real deal blueberries from washington state and not you know syrupy adjuncted like pink grossness <laughs> it was delightful like, is that beer in cans now it was out of a 16 ounce can believe it or not they're canning where did you buy this beer this was a special release from a friend whose brother lives in colorado but 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 Always be on your toes and check out uh, Craft Beer Cellar because the last time Crooked Stave was in town, which I would believe was either for Saver or Snallygaster or something like that, uh, there were some Crooked Stave offerings at the Craft Beer Cellar. Have you seen any uh, more recently than the last time they were at CBC, Jake? I do want to say that I have seen intermittent drops in Northern Virginia over the mm. last couple months or so. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure whether that's coming in through Reverie distribution or mm -hmm. Allied distribution, but I think I noted cans and I noticed Crooked mm. Stave, which is from Colorado, hard yes. to get out here. Yeah. Um, but a very nice sour brewery producer, wild Man, mixed fermentation. Good I stuff. I really wish there were a way for people to follow us on social media so when we find it in. We could just like, I don't know, tweet it out or do a quick IG store. What's the best way if you want to follow DCV or how should you do it? Yeah, Jake, tell us. <laughs> oh, well, you should just get us at the socials. We are at mm. DC Beer across social media. Twitter is good. Instagram is good. Facebook is fine too, I guess. Um, if you're like me and a little bit older, that'll work also. <laughs> But heck, I'd, I occasionally post one video every five months on TikTok. Yeah, see, TikTok. <laughs> I just posted one today of uh, Urban Garden, a little clip it, a snippet clip uh, mm. from yesterday. So, yeah. I know for a fact I last purchased Urban Garden Roses Aren't Dead at uh, Craft Beer Cellar. Brandy, what's in your, what are you drinking this evening? Are you drinking anything this evening? Well, I'm currently holding a can of south of dc cream ale mm. from our friends over at liquid intrusion and i came about this can very recently uh yesterday after visiting metro bar for that tasting event imani was there from urban garden julie was there from denizens we had katoctin creek and another juice company that was there um nice. so but andrew and jasmine were were pouring taste of this uh, really delicious cream ale. So I nice. might have gotten a can or two. 
Whoops. <laughs> South of DC Cream Ale, you can check out our interview that Jake conducted with uh, Liquid Infusion Intrusion at an earlier DC Beer podcast. Jake, what's it's only five percent too? Oh, is, oh, right. Yeah, wow, my wow. A podcast within it. a podcast. Um, so Brandy just plugged the first black-owned brewery in Prince George's County, uh, which is a nice transition for me because I was just finishing up White Chocolate Dream from Black Beauty Brewing. That's the second black-owned brewery out of Prince George's County. Uh, I last saw Sheldon, the proprietor, at Metro Bar last month. Um, mm. And... It's a white stout, which is always intriguing to me. It's mm -hmm. 4.8%, which to me makes it even more intriguing. I hadn't seen mm -hmm. a white stout with an ABV like below six or seven before. Um, this is, it's a really well put together beer. Um, it's got the, like, it's got the stout flavors, but they come from pale malt and cocoa nibs and then the whole thing is finished with like a little bit of that white chocolate which doesn't actually contain any chocolate in it um <laughs> it's not too sweet it's just it's it's a really nicely done beer and if you're looking for something like say like new holland dragon milk white this is a more than suitable local replacement um it fits really nicely in there we've already mentioned craft beer cellar twice <laughs> that might be the best place for you all to get it in D.C. You could also pick it up at Woodmore Liquors over by FedEx Field, which is sometimes where I go shopping because there's a Wegmans out that way. And I like going to Wegmans. Speaking of doing stuff soon, I have some things for you guys to check out. So this is going to come out. So we're kind of rounding out the end of Women's History Month. This is going to come out on March 31st. So our next show is not for another two weeks. So I want to tell you some April things. And no, we're not going to do an April Fool's post on Saturday. Don't be silly. Um, or will we? Probably not, though. Uh, <laughs> did you guys know that National Beer Day is on April 7th? How should we celebrate? What are we going to do? Do we get free beer on National Beer Day? Is that a thing? You know, like how like on National Hot Dog Day, like if you show your 7-Eleven oh. rewards card, you get a free cheeseburger big bite. Is someone going to give me free beer? Ah, maybe. Uh, I mean, I, there's <clears throat> beer in my fridge that I can get that I've already paid for, so it's so. free to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about um, breaking out a Ballantine Burton beer from April 7th, 1933, and seeing if Joseph Biden will break his 80-year streak of no beer with the DC Beer Show. Wouldn't that be a wonderful IG Live uh, mm -hmm. recording? <gasps> Speaking of IG Live, Jake, tell everybody what you did. Oh, at long, long last, having written to the powers that be with the Washington Nationals baseball team, they finally wrote us back. And not only that, they invited us to the media preview so that we got to go and check out their new beer setup, which I think is going to be very good for consumers. It unfortunately comes at the expense um, in terms of profit margins for some of the area breweries because there are going to be fewer 
drafts, which is where a lot of the breweries make more money as opposed to cans. But this more cans, grab and go, uh, real quick paying with some fancy quote unquote AI technology, uh, and by carrying cans, this allows Red Bear to be sold in the stadium for the first time. You'll see Red Bear, you'll see Aslan. Uh, if you're just tired of drinking Denizens and Atlas 12 ounce cans and thinking, hey, I wish I had four more ounces of this, worry not. Tall boy pounders of Born Bohemian pills, of bullpen pills are there. Uh, you're gonna see optimal wit pounders around. Uh, and so that should be really, really good. Why? Because this team might make you really want to drink this year. They might be a very, very <laughs> bad baseball team. Um, so the beer will be good. The team, um, hopefully they can exceed expectations. Jake, you know, we have long held that the better the Washington Nationals, the better the sales of D.C. breweries. Are you positing that potentially the worse off the play on the field, the better the sales in the stadium? Yes, we can we can call this Berg's paradox. Uh, <laughs> the worse the worse the team, the more alcohol sales. Uh, I believe that if you want a twelve ounce can of something, it will be a Curly W branded Budweiser beer. So get yourself a fresh beech beechwood aged lager, brewed with a little bit of rice. Wood aged lager. I mean, can't go wrong there, can you? I was really excited for you to go, Jake. We were we were all texting wildly to, to each other that morning. It was a rainy morning, um, so it was really cool that you got to go. Uh, and Jake wrote a very quick but very detailed and well informed article. So check that out. So we we call it we call them scoops for we don't call them scoops for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> So there are some other things that I want to plug real quick that you'll probably see me out and about in D.C. Mm. in the beginning of April. So I, if you guys follow uh, me on me, us on Instagram, it's usually me. But I posted a video the, the other day where I want to start having a women's meetup group or like outing once a month. And we'll go to the brewery and like hang out with or at least meet another woman in the industry at that brewery and talk and like have more of a, a fun outing and, and uh, getting more women involved. Um, maybe get some more pink boots members out of it. And, you know, cause it's all about exposure. So check out, keep an eye out for when we're going to do that in April. Um, the Metro beer trail kickoff party, the preview party is at lost generation on the 11th. I think it officially opens that weekend. Um, but uh, I'll be at the, the preview party. I'm excited. And then it is DC Brow's 12th anniversary. They're like old now <laughs> on the 12th. How funny. So uh, I'm sure, drive a car. Yeah, I'm sure we're going to uh, be over there and giving them love and support. So happy early birthday to them. And then there's this... Um, event the same day as our beer share this month on the 16th but uh their wheatland springs is having an evening with the maker event which looks very very good and i wish i could make it out there but if you're out virginia you should go to that event for sure for sure 
Uh, we have some new beers coming down the pike in addition to all of the wonderful things taking place around town. Red Bear has a new beer out coming down the pike. The floor is guava, which is a fruited goza. And they also have copy and paste, which is a hazy IPA coming down the pike. In addition, new beers from DC Brow. Speaking of Red Bear, uh, Brow's classic, which we've all known to grow and love, Pride Pills, uh, which was originally Brow Pills is now going to be a collab with Red Bear this year. And DC Brow's changing the hop bill to include some exciting new flavor and variety. Look out for the official announcement of that coming out soon. But you heard it here on DC Beer First. In addition to new Pride pills, uh, check out Pink Phase, uh, the Pink Boots beer, which is still in tank as we podcast to you live and direct. Uh, but once it gets uh, TTB approval, it'll come uh, with a, a shiny, shiny new label um, and we'll tune into Paulette and all the wonderful things that's happening at DC Brow um, that they're doing over there with a release date once we get it. Back in cans is The Citizen, one of two beers that DC Brow has produced that's won a great American Beer Festival medal. That is the yellow can, as Paulette has reminded us. <laughs> the yellow can returns. And then also Full Count, uh, which is the closest thing to an American light lager that DC Brow does with their name on it. Um, that is the beer... Uh, that you will see uh, down by the ballpark for opening day. Um, it pairs wonderfully uh, with pizza, um, so check it out uh, on 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 the on the waterfront when you're down uh, by Nat Stadium. And then, of course, uh, there is Old Time, which is certainly uh, certainly a light lager uh, from the Hofheiser imprint label but the new version of that coming out is old time with lime and that's what we call a brand extension in the biz that's when you take a very popular beer and you make a little tweak and you extend the brand so check out old time with lime um really exciting things coming spring is in the air uh though we mourn uh, the ending of women's history month every month is women's history month and don't expect any corny jokes from us on April Fool's Day, because every day is corny joke day at DC Beer. <laughs> we we love puns. We love bad <laughs> jokes. <laughs> uh, don't at us. Come make bad jokes with us. Uh, Brandy, you had uh, some interviews that you conducted with some young dynamos uh, lighting up the DC Beer scene. Who is on our show? Yeah, speaking of rounding out Women's Month, which as you said, is every month. But officially, I wanted to get at least two more wonderful women in the beer industry on the show before we hit April. Um, so I asked my fellow women's panelist, uh, Carly Klima from Port City, and my dear friend, Brie Diorsi over at Right Proper Brookland. Uh, one is a brewer, one's front of house a week, got to talk about their roles and uh it's just there are two more wonderful women in the industry and we gotta we gotta support and show love so check out the interview and come back when you're done hello dc beer listeners brandy here i have not one but two special guests tonight we have two amazing women in the beer industry we have carly Klima. 
Carly is joining us from Port City. Hi, Carly. Hi, Brandy, and be your <laughs> listeners. And then our other guest is Brie Diorsi. And Brie joins us from Right Proper in Brookland. Hey, Brie. Hey, Randy. Hey, everyone. <laughs> so let's start with Carly. Um, Carly, tell the audience uh, a little bit about yourself. Like, what's your current position at Port City? How did you come to work at Port City? What's your background? Give us all the gossip. So, yeah, Port City was actually, it's been on my radar for a long time to try and work there. They were hard to come by for job openings. So I actually started at another brewery previously, Beltway Brewing, um, where I started as a production assistant. So that's where I got my foot in the door in the brewing industry. But I've been at Port City for two years as a full-on brewer, doing all cellar work, all brewing. So it's been awesome, and I've loved every minute of being at Port City. It's been my neighborhood brewery forever, and yeah, I'll always rep them. Awesome. Well, we'll we'll get into that in a second. <laughs> yeah. Bree, tell our listeners a little about you. Uh, I know you're the manager over at Right Proper in Brookland, but that is a new title for you, even though you've been there for a while. Tell us, uh, tell us about that. Yes, yeah, so um, I've been at Ray Popper's Brooklyn location for five years now. I originally started as a part-time bartender and the person that gave their brewery tours back before the pandemic. And the kind of running joke was that I was always there but wasn't full-time. Um, and then I had some changes during the pandemic and decided that this was the time. And so I came on full-time and I've Loved it. Awesome. Yeah, I came and visited you pretty recently because <laughs> I know Jake and I have been dying to have right proper Brookland open again during the week because it's on my way home and it's Jake's neighborhood. So we're very, very happy that you brought Wednesdays and Thursdays back. So thank you, Bree. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, I'm going to ask both of you this. Um, so we'll go ahead and ask you, are you drinking something currently? And what is it? What are you drinking? We always do this on the show. <laughs> I am. I have a Four Quarters Little Umbrellas, which is one of my favorite Vermont breweries back home. Um, and it's a pineapple and toasted coconut sour. Ooh, that sounds really good. Fun. So I'm actually drinking a Port City, um, our Dunkel Dark Lager. I love any kind of dark beer and I've grown to love lagers. So this is a really good combination of the both. Did you help make that beer? I don't believe I did, but I definitely stepped up on the brew deck because it was smelling pretty good. <laughs> Bree, I know that you aren't really in the brew house uh, as much as the front of house. Do you do any brewing? Uh, I know that you are a Pink Boots member, and I think, didn't you, you told me recently that you were asked to be on the cover or something? I am a Pink Boots member. I joined last year, I think either last year or the year before, um, the D.C. chapter. Um, so that's been fun to meet women in the industry um, here locally. I haven't really helped out um, in the back. I ask a million questions, so in case the day they ask me to, I'm ready. <laughs> they did let me make a staff beer, though, um, when we had our staff brew series. So last fall, I made an imperial stout, which was a lot oh, of fun. Oh, yeah. Yum. Do you want to brew more? Or are you are you more of the front of house? Um, my focus is on front of house, but if the opportunity arose for me to brew more, any experience more than the little 
five gallon setup I have in my house to tinker around with would be fun. Carly, do you homebrew too? I want to get back into it. I did previously. Um, I've never had a batch go to finish product. It fermented all <laughs> fine, but carbonation is my problem in bottling at home. It's very difficult to get it to actually carbonate right. I bet. Because that's how, when we interview people, that's how every single interview starts out. Like, how'd you get into the brewing world? And they're like, I homebrewed. <laughs> like, and then I decided to open a brewery or something. It's every <laughs> single story. So I'm curious, especially when it comes to women in beer, because we focus on and ask a lot of questions about the experience that the women that we know have in the beer industry. Because, you know, despite brewing being a woman's craft originally, it's become more dominated by men, obviously. So mm-hmm. it's very fun and very exciting when there are so many women in the our beer world where everyone's trying to be more of role models to say, hey, you know, you can get into this, you know, this is, you know, and trying to take away that stigma against mm-hmm. women in beer. So what have been some of your experiences, Carly, being a woman in a predominantly male-driven beer world? So, yes, I have worked with mostly men in back of house, but I did meet a head brewer at Beltway for a very short time that she worked there. Um, and she gave me some very awesome tips because she was also like 5'4", and I was struggling to pick up a half-barrel keg or even just to maneuver it around, and she told me that, you just got to lift with your legs. Like we seeing these big guys just he's like heave these things over their shoulder and it's, we, I can't physically do that. So you got to just take things slow and just try and work through it as you're like what you can actually handle. You have a great work environment, I'm assuming, but I'm assuming there's mm-hmm. some decent camaraderie. And, you know, I find that talking to the women in beer that I have recently spoken to it seems like there is a, a page turning in the right direction. It's not backwards, but forwards. And the workplace environment at most of the breweries uh, seem to be getting better and more inviting of not only women, but people of color. Bree, what, what are your thoughts and what have been some of your challenges or maybe not challenges, perks uh, to being a woman in the beer industry? I mean, for me, like, We've had a mix of men and women on the team from all different backgrounds work the front of house. And our while our back of house team has been primarily men, um, and I miss the days that Lily was brewing with us. Oh, Lily. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I Lily. Hey, Lily. <laughs> um, but for me, like, they – Wright Popper's team has always been my support system, like, as a – woman who wants to go further in this industry, those guys back there have been my support. They've been there for me for all the ups and down times. And um, so I've been really lucky to feel comfortable going to work and um, being a woman in management there. But what has really helped me, I think, has been getting to know people like you, Brandy, and getting to be a member of Pink Boots and realize that like the DC and the DMV BR scene is really growing, but there's a group of women who all have different roles in all different venues. And we have the opportunity to come together and just like share stories and ideas. And that level of support is, I think, 
like a very next level thing. And I'm very appreciative for the women that I've met in the industry too. Uh, fully agree. Yes. And speaking of that, I, I know we've already talked about this because it's an event that already happened, but the women's panel that happened um, at Other Half very recently was incredible. It was the biggest turnout. Actually, Matt and uh, all the New York folks, uh, Other Half folks, said that DC, the women's panel that we had, was the biggest turnout out of any of the women's panels. So that's such a badass thing to happen. <laughs> and I'm awesome. so glad that's how that's how I met Carly uh, and yeah. asked Carly on the show. So mm-hmm. um, it came out of like a, a kind of a not great time since Carly's moving. Um, but, you know, she she's still been at Port City for two years and we, we, we're going to glow her up because she deserves it. <laughs> Thank you. I do appreciate it. <laughs> Carly, what's your favorite style of beer to make? Ooh. And what's your favorite beer to drink? I know that you're a dark beer girl like me. I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a brown ale through and through. But I know that when I ask everybody this question, it's not always the same answer for your favorite beer to brew and favorite beer to drink. Yes. So definitely the favorite beer to brew is our porter um, or any other dark beer, like our dark lagers or whatever. Whenever the dark malt, chocolate malt, everything mixes in and you're mashing in, it just is the best smell. I do love a good porter to drink, but I am always drawn to a very balanced IPA. Not too juicy, not too bitter, but just very middle of the road. But those are my two favorite like styles to drink and brew. Bree, what about you? I know you don't really brew, but what's your what's your go-to? I, you like sours, right? I feel like we were talking about like sours. I do. Um, I don't really, yeah, I can't really say I have a favorite style to brew because my experience is so limited, but I love walking in when we're brewing Senate because the whole brewery smells delicious and like bread. But my favorite styles of beers, um, I like sours, but I'm definitely into funky tart farmhouse ales a lot. Because you're, you're spunky. spunky. <laughs> Bree, tell everybody all the stuff that you want to do at Right Proper now that you're open Wednesdays and Thursdays. Oh, yes. What's um, that going on other than everybody coming to see Prima the cat? <laughs> Prima being on her best behavior, hopefully. Um, but no, we recently reopened on Wednesdays and Thursdays, um, which is huge for us. Um, because I think we as employees needed it, but the neighborhood needed it. Um, and so after everybody asking, I went ahead and did it because I needed it. <laughs> but we recently also introduced Happy Hour, which has been going really great. And then I'm personally really looking forward to the start of warm weather season and the Metropolitan Beer Trail um, and being a stop on there. The list of places has grown and I'm looking forward to connecting with the other venues and putting on good activations and events as everybody's outside riding bikes and drinking beer. So before we wrap up uh, having you guys on the show, I want you guys to actually talk more. Like, Carly, what's going on at Port City? I want you to like plug all the cool stuff. And I know that you're exiting, sadly, mm-hmm. uh, but hopefully you'll still stay with Port City. Yes. So I'm going to change my role a bit. I'm going to be more of a brand ambassador up in Philadelphia um, to hopefully expand their brand. But the current things that are going on with Port City right now is like, I don't know if either of you have tried our pizza night. It's our amber lager. We did one off last year, one off this year, and it's going to continue to be a, not seasonal, it's going to be a 
all year release beer. And that's a really big thing with us because one, the label's really cool and funky and different from our normal stuff. So I think that helps draw people a little bit more to it. But we're also doing some really cool things. I know we always do, like Bree said, with the warm weather coming, we always do this joggers for loggers club that comes and runs. We do like biker clubs come and ride bikes right past the brewery. So there's a lot of cool things going on in the area, as well as they always all the events that happen down in Old Town Alexandria. I know we just did the St. Patty's Day parade. We did the human six pack, which was really fun. That didn't happen for like five years, but it was a very funny picture. It's just six people and they're tossing beers and beads around. <laughs> <laughs> Bree, what what about you over at Right Proper? Because and I keep saying Brookland because. Yes, there are two right proper locations, but Brie runs the right the Brookland one. So, you know, most of the I'm assuming most of the events kind of happen at both, whereas the Shaw's probably a little bit more popular, but you know, the Brookland location is more of like the neighborhood, you know, hangout place. Because there's no food. It's not a brew pub. It's it's the production brewery. It's a great, great space. I love that space, actually. So what are some things you got going on? Tell everybody so they can get jazzed about it. Yeah, um, we've. I'm working on our plans right now for spring and summer. Um, one big thing I am working on bringing back um, for June is record fair. I'm not. <gasps> I'm determined to bring it oh, back. I love so it's record it's fair. happening. It's my favorite event. We also work with a local nonprofit, an indivisible art collective, and we are constantly putting on monthly programming. Um, anything from jam sessions to brunch pop-ups to having live artists on site. And we have a few of those planned for somewhere this spring. And yeah. I have decided that I'm going to have a DC Beer Women's Culture Club, a brew culture club. And I'm going to start it this month. So uh, I already, I spoke to Brie about that. And I kind of mentioned it to Carly in passing but I know that there's Girls Pine Towel and Pink Boots, but I think the DC Beer family, because, you know, there there's a lot of folks that come to DC Beer events. A lot of people come to the Beer Share. But now that more women are aware to the DC Beer community, and especially with the women's panel that happened recently, and we've been just going out of our way to highlight the amazing women that we know in our beer community uh, which is, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to have you guys on to close out our Women's History Month. So thanks for coming on for that. But keep on the lookout for Brandy's uh, Ladies' Day outing at some breweries. So, Brie, we're going to come see you. <laughs> so I told you the other day, I'm very excited for this and <laughs> wanting to help out in any way. And Bright Popper is always a space for that. But also, I think that we should schedule some of these events when I'm not behind the bar so that I can Ooh. be on the same side of the bar as everyone else. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I always, I always forget about that because I always <laughs> hang out with you guys. Like you don't have to work. <laughs> it's never like, work when you're, out. it's never work when you're on the other side. It's fun. <laughs> well, you both are wonderful people. Carly, it was such an honor and pleasure to be on the women's panel with you recently. And I'm so glad that I met you and I'm so excited for you for your Philly adventure. Keep me uh, updated on all your cool stuff. Uh, is there anything else you want to tell before we uh, we say we bid adieu? I mean, no, thank you so much for having me, inviting me on both the panel and this podcast. They were both 
very new experiences for me and I'm really glad I did I went out and did it um and yeah this isn't the last you'll see of me I'll be around yay <laughs> Bree yeah and thank you um also for having me and telling me last week that this was going to be a thing and then instantly being like no this is the thing now um I think that that's what I love about getting to meet like have met you is that we'll go through these conversations while having a drink and then next thing you know it's a thing so I'm looking forward to more of that I make shit happen okay you do you do you bring the fun you make shit happen and it's always a good time so I'm always happy to hang out well thank you for being amazing women in beer and keep up all of the amazing, endless, incredible work. Sending super love to you guys. Everybody go check out Right Proper and Port City and go say hey to and love all your women and beer uh, all year round, but especially during Women's History Month. Cheers. 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 Thanks, Brandy. Thanks, Bree. And thanks, Carly. All right, folks, take us out. Well, I feel like I've talked enough, so... Just uh, listen to what Mike has to say. <laughs> peace, peace out, premiere. Take me out with the fader. <laughs> uh, love y'all. See everybody in April. Happy beer day. Happy beering. Enjoy. Happy cidering. Drink outside. See you at the share. Lemonade's a popular drink and still is. If you want more cider, come to the DC Beer Share. I'll bring you some. Mm-hmm.